Hello, Dilbutants, and welcome to yet another episode of the only podcast on the planet that's covering every single Dilbert comic ever made, the Dilcast. Uh, as usual, I am one of the two hosts, uh, my name is Stuart Jip, and joining me as ever is the frankly just fucking excellent, uh, you can say, you should say her name, I think. Oh, you mean me? Hi, yeah. I am Gabalatula. Great. Uh, so once again, as you can see, the lineup is the traditional Dilcast lineup. Uh, none of this family member nonsense this time. I mean, except for, you know, you're a member of your own family, I guess. So I've really made myself look a fool there, haven't I? Well, that's true. Okay. I I am my own dad. <laughs> um, could you please explain the logistics the logistics of that? Yeah, you know the phrase uh, "go fuck yourself." Well, <laughs> I, I do know that phrase. Oh, let's I just say, <laughs> let's say one thing led to another, and <laughs> I gave birth to myself, baby. Dang! Wild. Okay, uh, so um, you had any Dilbert thoughts over the past few days since we last did one of these? You get Dilbert playing on your mind on any level? Would you say? Well, I mean, other than. Um, re-listening to our podcast, which I do from time to time, just because I I like hearing your 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 smooth, smooth, foreign-sounding voice. Gee, thanks, God. Yeah, <laughs> that's really that's so uh, kind of you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, um, no, not really. I I, I honestly the I I. I, I kind of turned my Dilbert switch off when I um, yeah. walk got, away from got, this. I mean, I wish I had that power because, you know, with, with me, as you know, 24-7 Dilbert, like constant Dilbert all the time, no matter where I go, no matter what I do, I'm thinking about the old Dilmeister. Yeah. And to a lesser extent, Dogbert. Uh, so that's a shame. Like, every time I look in the mirror, I think, fucking hell, Dilbert. Every time I go take a piss, I whip it out and I look at my own genitals and I think, Dilbert, it's yeah. upsetting, to be honest. It's starting to distress me. Yeah. I'm unable, I'm unable to form meaningful relationships because I just can't stop thinking and or talking or alluding to or fashioning my life after Dilbert. So when you go and you talk to um, old women on the street, yeah. Uh, what, how does the conversation go? I'll start. I'll be the old lady. Okay. I'll be. I'll be. I'll be uh, me, Stuart Jip. I'll be myself. Uh, you can start. Yeah. Okay. Scene. Let's go. Excuse me, young lad. I D- seem to have dropped my panties. I didn't know this was going to be a sexy scenario. No, this is a, a regular uh, scenario that happens in England all the time. Okay, fair enough. Um, tell you what, I was actually quite thrown by how sexy that was. And all right, I'll, I'll, would you I'll mind, desexify it. Let me start. Would over. you mind slightly making it slightly less sexy? Yes, all please right. start over. Excuse me, young man. Hang I... on, wait, wait, wait. Which one am I? Who am I again? Am I the old woman or am I me? You're you. Shit, sorry, I forgot. Let's let's go again. Okay. Alright, so this time I won't do an impersonation of you. Okay. 
Excuse me, young man. I I happened to drop my purse, and also my boobies are hanging out. Can you help me? This reminds me of the Dilbert comic from 1992 on the 5th of August when Dilbert helps an old lady with her purse while her titties is hanging out. Oh, I... I'll... Oh, goodness, I mean... I I gotta... Somebody else, please! And somebody else did come to help, but unfortunately that somebody was, you guessed it, Scott Adams. Hey, old lady, what's up? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, there's this, there's this Englishman here. Can you help me? Oh, wow, this, this Scott Adams. Oh wow, this is incredible. I was just talking about your comic, uh, Dilbert, the the man. This I, I just want to say, I'm a, I'm probably the biggest fan of Dilbert that exists outside of yourself. You oh, know? you like my comic? Yeah, I know all the trivia about, I know all the weird trivia about your comic. I, I had a really squalid youth reading it, and you know, I got to be honest with you, I think it's better than a Peanuts or or um, a Calvin and Hobbes. I love it. I a hundred percent agree. Do you own one of my collections that you got secondhand? One of them, I own. Uh, well, I, yeah, I, I mean, wait, this is let's say this is taking place in the past before I got rid of all of them. Okay. I own so many of your collections, Mr. Scott Adams. I own all of them from the beginning, in fact. I'm going to list them. <clears throat> no, I'm not, because I don't want to expose to the world that I know them off by heart. Is nobody going to help me with my purse? Please, shut, 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 shut up. Shut else, the fuck please. up. Shut the fuck Shut up. Shut yeah, the fuck up. Be quiet. Just shut up. This isn't about you anymore. This is... Oh, I, 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 shut okay. up. I'm sorry. Stop. T- get out of here. Go back. Get in a grave and die. Um, so, Scott... Uh, Wow, this is this is insane. When you designed Dilbert, were you thinking of the Everyman? Is that what you were thinking of? Yeah, I was thinking of the Everyman. Everyman has a penis and testicles. <laughs> well, that's not actually strictly true anymore. Uh, um, and no, it never but, has been. But this is what I believe. Oh yeah, because you're a I'm weird Scott Adams, fucking world renowned, yeah, yeah, world renowned transphobe. <laughs> World-renowned transfer. <laughs> He's world-renowned. He's world-renowned. Oh. Yes, there he goes, Scott Adams, a renowned transphobe. I, I gotta go. I think I may have cancelled myself again. Bye. Yeah, you gotta go and work on your next amazing Dilbert. So how do you think I did in that scenario? Do you think I managed to avoid talking about Dilbert? Um, well, yes and no. You... <laughs> <laughs> you okay so the the part where you talked about dilbert was when you immediately spoke to the old lady about dilbert and then spoke to scott adams about dilbert and and how much Crazy you love dilbert. dilbert yeah yeah uh the part you didn't talk about dilbert was when you told the old lady to shut the fuck up and go away. Yeah, but that's that was only so I could concentrate on talking about Dilbert and she was right, distracting me from right. Dilbert. Yeah. So I think overall I would honestly say that I I mean I did okay. I think I did okay. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't I would call it a passing grade, maybe not a distinction. Yeah, that's I think I did okay. Like if you asked like a hundred people and you polled them and you said, did Stuart Jip talk about Dilbert during that scenario? I think 50% of them would say no. That's 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 true. Yeah, yeah. I may be biased. 
it, it's possible there is some bias at work, but unfortunately, I don't think it's possible to collect data without in some sort of bias. And you know, maybe we should talk about whether or not that's true. That should be the deal cast. Is it possible to truly present an unbiased opinion on anything? Oh, huh. Yeah, I guess that's a good point. I, mean, that's what, well, I that's guess what it's, the people... I guess if it's something that you really truly don't give a shit about, then maybe. <laughs> yeah, but even then, your apathy comes into play there, doesn't it? Like your apathy is going to influence. Maybe your, the outcome. I, th- I feel. I, I think it's. I, I think it's impossible, and as a result, there's no point doing or saying anything. Right. Really. I, I, I guess unbiased opinion. Hmm. I guess the. You. Ah. Uh, yeah. No. I guess that's like kind of bias and opinion come hand in hand. I suppose, and then because yeah. if you're you're just saying that old lady has a green hat, you're just stating a fact that hat is green. You know. Uh, but if you're like, what is it? What is it with you and old ladies, man? You're constantly bringing up old ladies. What's going on? It's like you and Dilbert. I'm having a hard time. uh, I'm sorry, I didn't. I didn't know it was a thing. I'm I'm exposing. I'm exposing my true passion now. Old women. (laughs) Okay. Do you want to do a scenario where you try not to talk about old women, or should we just move on? Um, we can move on. Okay, great. Um, so we review a Dilbert comic, maybe? Yeah, this comic kind of reminds me of this old lady that I saw. Oh, no. Oh, ago. God. Oh, oh disaster. I fucked Absolute up. disaster. Yeah. Oh, man. That was... Uh, yeah, oh, no, let's, was let's, do, let's do this Dilbert comic. Let's get this out of the way. Yeah, let's go, baby. Uh, okay, do you want to be Dogbert again? Sure, I'll be Dogbert. Dogbert's good. Okay. Okay, pan- okay here's, the, here's the Dilbert comic for um, 4-25-1989. Uh... Dilbert, in panel one, is stood in his presumably his bedroom. Uh, in the background, there's a chest of drawers with a presumably some kind of cologne on it. Uh, because he's going out to this tuxedo thing. Yeah. This tuxedo thing, this black tie thing, which you may remember from the previous comic. Although, if you didn't, I wouldn't be surprised. I got hiccups in the middle of podcasts. Isn't that great? Oh, nice. I got so excited about Dilbert. Do you want me to scare you? <laughs> uh, yeah, please. A boogity boogity boogity. Oh Jesus fuck Oh they've gone. That worked. Brilliant. Yeah. Wow, thanks God. Thanks, man. You're really good at this. I know. Um anyway, so Dilbert's standing there in what can only be described as a partial tuxedo, which I have to say has been rendered quite poorly. Mm. Uh and he's holding uh an, a piece of the tuxedo which looks a tiny bit like uh well, I don't even know what you want to say that looks like. I mean, I don't know tuxedos. It I don't. Is, I, I, think I don't either. For, I, if I were to, for all I know, Dogbert's just telling the truth in this. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Although Dilbert hasn't actually put the jacket on yet, so he's wearing like a tuxedo shirt. But it's a really bizarre-looking tuxedo jacket shirt. On, jacket off. Jacket on. Jacket off. Sorry. But perhaps later. And um, <laughs> he's uh, so he's got his bow tie and he's holding up this little thing. Now, Dogbert is sitting next to the tuxedo jacket, which is folded on the bed, in a drawing that I actually kind of rate. I think, well done, Scott. You've clearly put some effort into this. Right, yeah, and it Dogbert's looks a lot. Dog- this is this room looks like a room. You can tell that it's stuff. Yeah, he's done, he's done an excellent job in the background. Um, you can tell now, that it's stuff. Yeah, exactly. And, and Dilbert says, I thought I had this tuxedo thing figured out. But what the heck is this? Dogbert replies, Oh, that's the cumberbuzzle. 
You wear it on your head like a sweatband. He continues in the third panel. Then you clip your pens and pencils to the cumber puzzle. And Dilbert says, Ah, that explains why the shirt has no pocket. You can see that Dogbert's wagging his little tail in the final panel, clearly satisfied. Because he's fucking with Dilbert. Yeah. Mm. Little prick. (laughs) He is a little... Sorry, I keep speaking over you. No, go ahead. I do the same fucking thing. I'm Mr. Interrupter. And I apologize for yeah yeah I, I, I yeah I'm always interrupt I'm always interrupting I wish I could stop no 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 I was saying... oh, it's really it's really bad it's really... no hey Sorry. no listen okay I'm no listening. no I was saying that... <laughs> all right please continue Dog, Dogbert in uh, in panel three I think that Dogbert looks a bit like a bollock I think he looks a bit like a testicle I get testicle vibes off him. In panel, which one? Three? Three, yeah. There's something about the... I think it's the head... That he becomes even more egg-like, in a way. And it makes me think about my own nuts. So mm. whenever I look at Dogbert... Because I don't know if you know about this. Like, I didn't want to reveal this. It's a bit personal. But I, my nuts have, like, a pair of glasses on one of them. Oh. And a little, a little constantly streaming open void of a mouth. All right. Um. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, I've been to the doctor about it. And they've just said, like... I mean, whatever, man. You know, as long as it, I mean, what is the worst that can happen is your balls are going to start snarking at you, and you know that. You know, at least they're not. Doctors just worse. like them's your nuts. Yeah. And you ever been to you ever been to the nuts doctor? Uh, yeah. Yeah, same. It sucks. Yeah, it's not too fun, especially the, I, I, especially the part where they make you take your nuts off. It's like, what the hell, dude? Oh yeah, the worst. They worst, and, and they're just like they throw you a pen knife, and they're like, okay, I'll be in the next room. I'll be back in five minutes. Yeah. Get him off. I went to the nuts doctor once. It was like the worst day of my life because like my my nuts were like painful. Uh, oh. It was like sore. Like I'd been kicked in them, but I hadn't actually been kicked in them. Yeah, it was just yeah. Kind of throbbing. So I went to the hospital. I went to A and E. I went to well, I don't know if you call it A and E. Accident emergency. That's um, the emer- you want the emer- okay. emergency department. Yeah, and I went in and they had and they, and they had a look at my nuts and they were just like uh, it's this really minor like. Uh, epididymis or something it's like a really minor thing and you just take some antibiotics and it goes away oh that sounds and really painful dude it, it was quite painful but i was mostly just thinking like well this is it i've got cancer it's bollock cancer Ow. cancer of the bollocks that's what's going to take out the old jipper oh, uh, no. anyway it wasn't cancer of the bollocks and then i left and that same day i, I was coming home at like 3 a.m i looked at my phone and it was like your childhood hero michael jackson died today uh. and i was like First my bollocks, and now this dead pedo. This is awful. Oh, no. I, I know, it sucks. So I went home, and I put on the movie Moonwalker in sort of tribute, but I have to be honest, it wasn't very good, so I turned it off and went to bed. <laughs> That's my tribute to the pedophile Michael Jackson. Yeah. Mm. I'm adding in the pedophile thing, so people don't think that I'm unambiguously praising the work of a pedophile. And when I by work, I mean the music, not his pedophilia. I don't praise that aspect of his life at all. So you can separate the art from the... Um... I can say, well, I, I mean, to some extent, as in as much as anyone can, but the problem is, when music is that sort of formative, it's very difficult for me to, like, stop thinking about it. Yeah, I hear you. Know you know what I mean? 
it, it's it's like well, I used to listen to Marilyn Manson, and he's been outed as basically being a massive piece of shit. Yeah, so, yeah. It sucks, and and it sucks. But the thing is, I'm always I'm always gonna like. I don't know, like New Model Number Nine, songs like that. I I love that song, and I'm and I can't not love that song. But every time I hear it now, I just go. We're all stars now in the Egyptian. That was good. <laughs> Who's your favourite cancelled paedophile? Uh, cancelled paedophile. Uh, <laughs> cancelled paedophile. I. I guess. I don't. I, I suppose Michael so Jackson allegedly, you know, yeah. Yeah. allegedly. But oh no, he's definitely strongly, been cancelled. He's definitely yeah. I actually, um, I actually watched that uh, documentary, the recent one. Uh, oh, I didn't. I didn't watch that. I was like, no, nah, I, I, I'm pretty sure that he was on. He was up to some measure of no good. I don't need to know the exact details. Yeah, it was. It's. It was pretty. Pretty damning, pretty rough. I don't know. The guy, the kid, they were like, "Yeah, Michael Jackson." Um, he came round to my house and he brought me some. Uh, he brought me like a Baby Ruth bar, right? And he said, "If you eat this bar, then I I get to like put my index and middle finger onto one of your biceps for a bit." Yeah, that's and the extent the, of the, it. The kids were like, <laughs> "Jesus." Yeah. Oh. Anyway, it's <laughs> disgusting. I, I, I uh, and then and then you look back at Michael Jackson's hit album. I feel the biceps of kids, and you're like hiding in plain sight. That that bastard. I know. It's a groovy, groovy bastard. You know what the guy from the band Mindless Self Indulgence got uh, accused of groping like a 15 year old. Oh, that sucks. And I gotta say this, like I'm, I'm, I know this is a horrible thing to say, and I apologize. But when I heard that, I actually I used to love MSI, Mike Minor Self Indulgence. I used to really like that band. Yeah, uh, they're edgy as fuck, but I liked them. They made some good jams. And I remember I heard that news, and my reaction was basically just like, "Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> that's, that's quite easy to believe." <laughs> it, it's. it's <laughs> I felt really bad about it because it's not. Funny. It's just that kind of thing no, where you're like, well, I mean, some of, given some of their songs, that's that's actually yeah, that's pretty. I mean, yeah, you know, that sounds it, about right. It's like it's shit like that. You you kind of want to you want to believe that they're like pretend assholes. You know, like they're mm, they're just mm, being mm. they're just being doing a character or something in their their music mm-hmm, or mm. something. And in the case of Marilyn Manson, it's like. Um, you know that's that's sort of it's like he was a pretty um intelligent dude like i i used to enjoy watching his interviews and it's like i don't know bums me the hell out like when it's like why can't you be like cool man well i mean i remember seeing marilyn manson in that movie bowling for columbine and being like wow this guy's cool yeah that's like, the like the first um, yeah, right. It was that thing of like, what would you say to the kids if you could speak to them? And he said, I wouldn't say anything. I would listen to them because that's what nobody did. And I was like, this guy's a fucking genius. Yeah, it's a very sweet sentiment. I felt. Yeah, he's a good old Marilyn Manson. And then he went and acted like a. And then you get a, a, a guy who guy like Gigi Allen, 
Uh, I don't know if you know who Gigi Allen was. Yeah, if, I, d- I know of him. I, I don't. I don't know what I, I know of him. Gigi Allen and the. Um, oh, he had a bunch of different band names. Yeah. It was the, the guy who used to like shit on stage and like stuff like that. Among right? other things, yes. Yeah, <laughs> and that's. I mean, that's I, I, I've of, done, I, we've all done that. That's the case right of like now. a guy being a blatant piece of shit, and yeah. it's it's one of those things. When I was younger, it's it's like. It's not that I I liked him, yeah. You know, I don't know how, like how many fans of the of you know quote unquote fans of Gigi Allen were just like this guy's fucking nuts. I, I you know I gotta mm. check out videos of his performances or like yeah. How well, many it's, people it's were legit like it? yeah? It's uh, I mean I I liked the video nasties. I liked violent movies. I liked Jackass. You know all that stuff that's kind of not. You know, South Park, everything that's, like, edgy, mm-hmm. or was edgy. Yeah. I yeah. don't know, I mean... Yeah, no, I've been, I I've agree. been watching a lot of Jackass stuff lately, and because there's a new one coming out, and I'm still a huge fan of that whole thing. Same here. And I'm really looking forward to the new movie, and I feel like I'm going to be really weirdly emotional when I see it. Yeah. Because, it's gonna, because of the whole thing of, like, oh, look, it's a bunch of old friends just having fun and laughing. Right, yeah. And you've I, not been able to do this for such a long time. <laughs> I'm really bummed that uh, Bam couldn't get his act together and or, or whatever. Sucks. It sucks because, like, when you followed it as closely as I did, and I'm kind of outing myself here, I'm such a big fan of those guys and that whole series and all the associated, like, spin-off things. Because if you really, like, get into it, there's a lot to follow. There's a lot of careers to follow there. <laughs> And when Tell you get me, someone like when you get someone like Steve-O, who's the most like fucked addict ever, who yeah. manages to go completely not only sober but like vegan and like fully straight edge more or less. Yeah, that's like inspiring, I think, to me. And when but when Bam like when Ryan Dunn died, you can just see the fucking wheels coming off, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Like no pun intended about like him crashing a fucking car. Sorry. Right, because yeah. Ryan Dunn was my favorite one. He was the hilar- I thought he was hilarious. No, he was great. He was like so dryly witty and funny, and like, and then he died, and then bam, like, I remember there was that really harrowing footage of him at the side of the road, like, just like in fucking hysterics because his best friend was dead, and it's it's horrible, and everything that's happened to him since then, I think, probably got kickstarted by that like event. I don't know. Exactly, but yeah, that's... It, can't have, it can't have helped. It's really horrible. Oh man, this isn't a very funny Dilcast. Sorry, sorry. You were saying something, and I cut you off again, and I apologize. Oh no, I was just going to ask you to to elaborate yeah. on the Bam thing. Uh, and yeah, well, Bam uh, was he was in the movie. He was in Jackass Four, but he had like a condition, which is like you don't. I mean, Steve O described it as you don't. If you if you don't, all you have to do is not get loaded, basically. Yeah. Don't don't get loaded. If you get loaded, then you're off. And he he must have got loaded, so he was off. And then he Bam claimed it was because he took Adderall, which is I believe ADHD medication. I don't really know exactly. Yeah, um, it's, it's uh, ADHD and, medication. And it's one of those things where I just kind of I'm like, uh, no, I'm I'm not saying this to be judgmental, because uh, you know I, I I quite like a illicit substance here and there, but. Uh, drug users lie. <laughs> like no, heavy drug users are not. Yeah, they do not tell addicts, the truth. Like like addicts yeah. will 
Yeah. Yeah. And I don't say that to condemn anyone as a person. I'm just saying that's the behavior of an addict, of a junkie. That's what they do. Yeah, sure. It's not a reflection on an actual person because that's not them. I think more than anything, I I was like, yeah, I was just, it's just like, I really want Bam to be able to come out of this, you know, because he was an integral part of. uh, Yeah, he was. Yeah. A lot of people have been saying since this that like online and stuff like he wasn't as like daring as the other ones. And I'm like, yeah, he was. Like he did some of the worst shit in that show, like and the movies. He he did like the brand for Christ's sake. Yeah, that that's true. Which cracks me. And up, I mean, like, him like, and his buddies kind of kickstarted this, like all the CKY yeah, with, videos. Yeah, those were great as well. Yeah, I was actually thinking of uh, Brandon DiCamillo the other day. Yeah, he bailed out. He he disassociated himself from it. He was like, "Yeah, I'm done with this." Oh, I really? Think he didn't. Yeah, he. Um, I say good for him to be honest, but I think it was before. It was after um, the Viva La Bam series wrapped up. He was just kind of like, "I'm distancing myself like from Bam Margera. I want to like have a life with my own like family." He's got like a wife and kid, and yeah, uh, he didn't like doing MTV, he didn't like traveling, he didn't like all that shit, so he just kind of was like, now I'm done with this. Yeah. He always seems kind he's of He's like, hilarious. Oh yeah, he's mm-hmm. he's brilliant. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I was gonna Classic recite uh, one of his freestyles, but then I remembered uh, not a single line <laughs> of the... Of, uh, that can be considered anything but like horrible and offensive. Well, I mean, that's kind of the beauty of it, you know. But I just, I find it, I do, I still enjoy revisiting that that series and those movies because, like, there were so many, sp- like, sp- not spin offs, but like imitations of that. Uh, stuff like Dirty Sanchez and things like that. Yeah. And no- none of them got it right because the thing that made Jackass to me so good is the showmanship of it and the camaraderie of it. Like yeah. they obviously they obviously love the shit out of each other. Right. Yeah, no, it's it's a bunch of yeah. buddies fucking with each other, you know? Or yeah. um egging each other on to do fucking silly crazy crap, you know? It's <laughs> When yeah. I was looking through it recently, there was this one bit I'd forgotten about that just it's not it's not gonna sound funny when you just when I describe it, but it's literally just Steve O on stilts, dressed up as Uncle Sam, juggling um Fucking, uh, you know, pins. Oh yeah. Walking around downtown, and he just when there's people around, he'll just literally just fall over. <laughs> but he does this ridiculous cartoonish, like, oh god, arm flare when he falls. <laughs> or like he'll make it like someone will walk through the stilts, like between the stilts, and he'll act like that's just taking him out. Right. And it, it, it's sort of to me the sheer ridiculous over-the-top arm flailing and like, oh god, no! <laughs> like, as he goes down. The sight of a man dressed up like Uncle Sam falling over on stilts is just inherently funny to me. Yeah. Now, he's he's <laughs> used to be, like, a clown or something. Yeah, he literally had a Barnum and Bailey-like clown college um, diploma. That's awesome. Yeah. I only know that because I watched the Cribs episode where his horrible apartment... <laughs> oh, thing oh that- no. Really? They did an amazing Cribs episode. If you haven't seen it, it's actually worth seeking out where they show the jackass guys like Cribs. And the only one that's like remotely nice is Bams because he's very rich indeed from skating and stuff. 
Sure. Um, and he has this little castle. But Steve has just got this horrible apartment with, like, just full of beer cans and shit all over the walls. Oh, God. And everything's broken because he just randomly annihilates things when he feels like it. <laughs> uh, then you've got Chris Pontius, and he literally lives in his car, so his crib is his car. Oh, God. And then Ryan Dunn's absolutely fucking terrible place as well with bills all over this pool table they've got that they haven't paid so they have no power <laughs> it's just a really funny version of like the usual like yeah check out my sweet ride like Chris sure thing. yeah yeah mm. Good that shit. sounds funny it's worth seeing it's, it's quite funny it's got the usual over MTV like over editing but it, it is still funny yeah yeah oh man love Chris Pontius man yeah he's 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 pretty funny did you ever watch the Wild Boys with the, the animal show that they did? Yeah, I watched a little tiny bit of it, and I, I enjoyed that. As a, I loved it. It's just more jackass, basically. But pretty much, <laughs> it was yeah. great. Mm. <laughs> There's a little bit just of like na- nature documentary worked in there, kind of, sort of. Mostly along really. the lines of just Steve-O intentionally getting bitten by shit. Yeah, exactly. Steve-O, he's great. His YouTube channel's really good, too, I think. Although one thing, uh, he put out a solo video, uh, I forget what it's called, but it was like a VHS tape. Like, Yeah, Don't Try This At Home. Yeah, 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 that's the one. Mm. He made several, and, they were horrible. <laughs> yeah, it was very hard to watch. I think uh, that's the one where he does the butterfly for the first, like, on, on camera. Uh, what's that one? Um, when he staples his nutsack to his leg. Oh, yeah, 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 of course. Horrible. <laughs> Goddamn. Uh, yeah, he's a maniac. Yeah, I, all I remember the one that stood out to me the most was the uh, like this roadkill barbecue that he went to. Oh yeah, yeah, and yeah, I th- I find his solo stuff back in the day it lacked some of the, sort of the joy of Jackass. It was a bit too sleazy for me. Yeah, yeah, that's because his lifestyle was very sleazy at the time, for sure. There was some good shit buried in there, but I mostly liked him with the other lads because they just made it all more fun and sort of cheerful and less bleak and depressing. Right, exactly. Mm. Oh, God. So, yeah, Jackass. So, what, what would you rate this Dilbert comic, then? Uh, well, I thought you don't want to do rating anymore, huh? Oh, yeah, we, I don't want to do rating anymore. Why do I even bother asking? I'm a fucking waste of space. <laughs> <laughs> no, um... Screw rating the comic. What did you think of the comic? Uh, I thought it was all right. You know, it was better than the last one just because yeah. D- uh, Dogbert's kind of screwing around with Dilbert a little bit. <laughs> yeah. But otherwise, you know, it's it's fine. It's uh... I th- I think the construction of it could use a bit of work, but that's only because I'm... It's like the way that the speech bubble for Dilbert in the last panel basically erases part of the bed. I just think it looks kind of bad. Sure, yeah. But it gets the job done, so, you know, a bit too much. Although there aren't really speech bubbles, it's just a line with some fucking text, so... Sure. Yeah. I don't think that Scott had actually got a font yet. I think that's just his handwriting. Like, oh. manually lettering it. I think he's manually lettering this. Well, good for him. Yeah, you know what? Well done, Scott. Way to Scott, Scott. Well scotted. Well scotted. So, <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> So yeah, that that's an, yeah, another fucking Dilbert comic in the bag, man. We're ready to get powering through these now. Hooray! Only. Do you think there's any connection between like? Oh no, actually, I've got a, a much better question for you. Okay. When you were like, did you used to do Jackass stuff? 
Did you used to imitate it, despite the fact that you was not supposed to do it? Uh, not quite. I made videos with my friends, uh, but not really jackass level stunts. I, a lot so just of my like yourself, not like yourself eating the components of an omelet and then vomiting them into like a pan and then making a vomit omelet. Although I, I rem- no, I uh, you just did that recreationally. You didn't film that. No, exactly. Yeah. I did that just for fun, but uh. Oh, I remember actually. Do you remember Tom Green, the Tom Green show? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I remember the Tom Green. I mean, I remember friggin' um, Freddie got fingered. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Proud. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think about Freddy, that so much, man. Freddie got fingered was I saw that when it came out in theaters, and it was my favorite <laughs> theater experience <laughs> ever. The, like the, the, the sheer like. What I don't get, I'm sorry, I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm not gonna. The, the thing that kills me is like the people watch that and they think, yes, at face value, this is, I'm, this is supposed to be taken completely at face value. Like the scene when he's just like, I'm gonna make you proud, make <laughs> you proud, son, proud, and then he just goes, proud. <laughs> it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh, it's very good. It's it's, it's like a it's, it's obvious parody. It's like so obviously a parody. Uh, yeah, people just like this movie stinks. Yeah, it's uh, it's yeah. I I I think that I I watched it with uh in a, like this kind of crummy mall in South Jersey with a bunch of like <laughs> random other teenagers at one Friday night, and like I don't know, everybody in the theater just like got it and. Mm. Everyone was just like roaring with laughter, like the scene with when the kid. Any time the kid got injured and his face is all bloody and shit, everyone was just like cackling with laughter, and it's like, oh man, this is a good movie. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was good. It was pretty yeah, good. To, 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 I didn't. I, I know of the Tom Green show. I didn't really see it, but I know of him and his, the fact that his show existed because of. Uh, yeah, it was a prank show. Like he was in Road Trip and he was in Clone High and like. Yeah. I remember him from that. Plastic bag. Plastic bag. Plastic bag. <laughs> Clone High was the fucking shit. Sorry, go on. Uh, no, I was gonna say that Tom Green his uh, show was like kind of like a prank show. Um, yeah. Like a man on the street kind of messing with people sort of thing. It was half that and half kind of weird performance art, weird shit. Uh, I remember filming a video with some of my friends uh, doing Tom Green-esque stunts. And I remember trying to be gross. So I, I took my shoe off and I licked the bottom of my shoe and, uh, I thought that was like the the most genius thing in the world, but um, now I'm dead. Oh shit! You died. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's my ex- amazing story. See, I want Bam Margera back because he needs to fulfill his destiny and finally defeat his dad. Yeah. Like he needs to kill his father in bare hand fisticuffs in order to finally he's, ascend. But he's becoming his dad. Oh god, he really is. But that's not so bad because Phil Margera is like one of the nicest fucking guys. I love him so much. 
Yeah, I know. Like, he never deserves any of the shit that Bam <laughs> That's what makes it so it. funny. <sighs> it's... I, I, the fact that he give he, I guess, I just love those sequences. Me and my friend Ken used to put on fucking Bam beating his dad, kicking his dad's ass all day, because it's just so fucking funny. And yeah, it's yeah. because it's so unacceptable and so needless. Right. Yeah, that I get it becomes you. funny, and the and the fact that Phil doesn't seem really particularly phased by any of it, like it's like God, it, you have Bam, to, it, you have to, yeah, I was in the gut, Bam. It got me in the gut. It ruptured my gut. Yeah, yeah. boo, it ruptured it. It ruptured my gut now. <laughs> <laughs> He's just the best. I love him. You know, they they made in Tony Hawk's Underground Two. You could totally play as Phil in his pants, which is the best thing ever. That is awesome. Just fucking Phil wearing nothing but his tidy whities as unblockable skater. How good is that? <laughs> good lord. Good <laughs> did old. you ever see the? Did you ever see Jackass Three? I did. You know the skit where they are gluing each other to each other with yeah. fucking super mighty glue. That's the best thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh and yeah, it makes me so happy. The bit where Bam just fucking grabs Ryan Dunn's beard fully, his full beard, oh, in his man. fist. It's like the ultimate. It's the ultimate. It is the king. Nothing matches that in the whole series, as far as I'm concerned. I love it so much. Yeah, yeah. I never, I never copied Jackass when I was a kid because I was too much of a coward. Well, because you were too smart, you know. You you were smart enough to see this and be like, wait, this stuff hurts. Well, we copied. We did it. We did. We used to film skits like on video, like to amuse each other, as as you do. Yeah. And one of them was like the idea, the the joke. This isn't really that funny, but the idea is like we're going to do jackass, but the jackass stunts are going to be really like intentionally really lame. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm like, okay, this I'm Stu. This is this is going down the staircase two stairs at a time. (laughs) But the thing is, we actually did that, and I did that, and I managed to like miss a step and fell down the stairs, and then I like. This is actually true. I destroyed my trousers. Oh, like, because the, you shit the, the, them? I tore. I don't know what happened. I tore. I tore the entire crotch out of them. Like because oh, I, okay. I remember. I remember getting up and being like, but not in the way you'd expect from like being fat. Like I mean, like I just ripped a huge like rodge exactly where my junk was. It was great. Wow. Um, and it was at like I didn't even notice for ages, and I was like, oh, hang on, I'm li- literally missing the entire front of my trousers. Oh no. Uh, so in an attempt to not be dangerous in any way, I managed to like destroy my crotch, which was good. Well, at least you can yeah. say I destroyed my crotch. Well, I was I used to take the trousers off and like turn them around to go backwards because it's better to have the back exposed than the front, like in polite society, I would say. Sure. And like the, the very in, the very instant that I removed the trousers, like about ten women came into the hall. It was great. They were like, "Hey, Stuart, I can I can see you destroyed your your genitals." Yeah, that's how it went. Oh, see, I see you've reduced your genitalia to mere dust. Ladies? Well, ladies? That's what I said. I actually said, ladies. <laughs> like an absolute boss. Uh, and, yeah, and, you know, as a result, my virginity remained for another ten years. <laughs> Good job. I was 28 years old. No, that's not true. Uh, anyway, if yeah, Jackass. I think party. that... You wanna party? Come and explode your pants. It's just, it was just—it was just the fact that I didn't know how it had happened that really got to me. I understand. Like, how, how how did I destroy these? Like nothing I had done seemed to add up. Like falling down the stairs would not explode the front of your trousers. It just wouldn't happen. Sure, yeah. 
So Let's... I'd like I just I would still like answers. I'd like to know what happened to it. I'd like to know if I was sabotaged or God knows. What you'll have to do is um, recreate the scenario. You'll have to wear the same exact pair of pants, walk down the stairs two steps at a time, fall each time, Mm. repeat until the same results are achieved. And then you'll film it in slow motion from different angles and you'll be like, oh, okay. Yeah, it'll be like JFK. Right, exactly. I'll be able to determine exactly how the front of my trousers exploded. Mm Mm-hmm. Because mm. at first I assumed I'd just come or something, you mm-hmm. know? Sure. I must have just had a massive orgasm and just blown the trousers off like I usually do, you know? Every time you fall down and hurt yourself, you're like, oh, Well, I, I mean, I didn't really want this. This is really private, but I'm at, yeah, that's what turns me on, falling down the stairs. Not other people falling down the stairs, me specifically. Sure. Yeah. And only those particular stairs in a particular building, no others. In no other circumstances, no matter what, I cannot achieve an erection. (laughs) Those (laughs) curved stairs. It's both a blessing and a curse, but mostly Mm -hmm. a curse, and not really a blessing in any respect. (laughs) (laughs) That's beautiful. Thank you. Oh, good old Dilbert. Yep, hell hell of a comic. Hell of a comic. My name is Dilbert. What? I'm here to say that I've got a dial dogbert. He is straight. <laughs> I wish I could do raps. Like, I can't do raps. I'm not, I'm not very good at it. I can't do raps. <laughs> you did a tremendous job just then. I thought it was the best rap I've ever heard. And I've... Well, it, all my raps begin with, I'm such and such. I'm here to say that. Yeah, blah, that's blah, how blah. all raps begin. That's how all raps start, though. I'm Notorious B.I.G. and I'm here to say... I'm Tupac Shakur, and I'm here to say... They all start like that. I'm Eminem, I'm and two, I'm here to say... I'm Eminem, and I'm here to say that I hate my mom. She sure is... See, I, I keep almost uh, saying... Like, rhyming my way up to saying gay, but I'm... <laughs> yeah, well, it's like... Yeah, exactly. It's like... This it's is the, the only... It's literally the only word that rhymes with say. Well, you can always go for the classic, which is I'm Eminem, and I'm here to say I hate my mom in a major way. In a major way, because she yeah. really sucks, and I sued her, and she sued me back, and her, her, her. Don't ever have a mom, because the worst thing you can do, I have a dad named Tom, and he it's really cool. <laughs> he gave me rhymes and took me to school every day in his cool van. He gave me candy, and he said, I'm a man. I will throw a large football all across the yard, and I'll grow tall. Don't think. Twice, don't think once. I don't have a mom. Uh, my dunce. Okay, that was fucking amazing. Um, Eminem. Oh shit, that's Scott Adams. It's, it's the same, same uh, impersonation. Yo, I'm Eminem, and I'm here to say, Sam Shady. <laughs> Hi, my name is what? My name is huh? My name is Scott, Scott Adams. Adams. <laughs> <laughs> Hey kids, you wanna? Do you, you like wanna, Dilbert? <laughs> wanna watch me stick three-inch dog birds up my butt? <laughs> uh, that's how that's how Scott Adams got sent down. Um, <laughs> the downfall, man. And Catbird <laughs> said, "Nothing, you idiots. Catbird's dead." 
He's locked in my basement. I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) My name is... Yesterday I drew three panels. <laughs> oh yeah, dialogue. that's that's actually something I wanted to talk. I, I was going to ask you last podcast, but I forgot. Oh, yeah. Um, because so I was thinking we were doing our plugs, and um, I'm amazed at your um ability to consistently update your comic. Oh, thanks. And uh, I wanted to ask you, what's the typical Day in the life of Stuart Jip, like how do how, how what's your creative process like, especially uh, that? I don't well, care about anything else. Um, well, with with Mary Hell specifically, um, it's just, assuming it's a weekday. I mean, I work nine five. I can't really do it before. This isn't going to sound very good because there's a big leap at one point, which I don't account for because it makes me sound arrogant. But I'm just going to say it, and you just have to, you know, people just have to deal with it. Um, when it, I'm busy all the time, I'm busy working, or I'm busy writing, or I'm busy doing something, but I got to make time for Mary Hell because I said I would. I got to do a comic every day. I've got to do four panels a day, and sometimes it's really easy, and sometimes it's really difficult. Um, and I think that kind of shows through in the relative quality of the comics sometimes, <laughs> because the last I've been insanely busy lately, and the last say I just turned in comic four hundred, and the last say I'd say fifty or so comics by my in my personal opinion, I think they've been wobbly. Like I do not think I mean I don't think they've been horrible. Like I think some of the jokes have been funny, but in terms of direction, I really don't think they've been that good. <laughs> Like I, I've because I did that. I did a storyline recently about um, a football game, and all these different things pivoted around this football game. Right, right. And I thought that came together really well. I was really happy with that because there were there were like comics where it was like four panels, and in each of the four panels, a different character was doing a different thing, but it made logical sense why they would be doing these things. They all came together quite well, I think. But the story I'm doing now. Um, Mary and Jess are on holiday. Liz and uh, Hester are hanging out at the house. Dan is with his dad, and Jess and Maddie is just kind of at work. And it doesn't make fucking sense, if you think about it. It doesn't actually logically come together, and I'm really not happy about that. Anyway, sorry, that's not what you asked me. Um, I'm just venting. No, no, it's part of the process, the, actually. The, frustra- the thing is, there, there isn't really a process, because these comics write themselves, like when I used to do Space Cunts, yeah. I, used to be at, I used to be at work... And in my head, I remember exactly how it happened. This is because I was. Um, I, there's a space cunts comic where they have a, a, a curry, um, and the only reason it exists is because at work they played that song. Uh, I'm serious as cancer when I say rhythm as a dancer. Mm. And I, when I heard it, I was I don't know why, but the first thing I thought of was I'm serious as cancer when I say dinner is a dancer, which is a type of curry. <laughs> and from there, the entire comic wrote itself. It's literally Kevin walks in singing that, and then it immediately spins off, and it turns out to be about him like violating the food. <laughs> and the whole thing wrote the whole thing wrote itself. And it's in my, and I was I was actually taken aback by the fact that that had happened. Like it was actually weirdly supernatural. I was sitting there thinking like these characters are so vivid in my head that they don't. 
I don't. It doesn't feel like I'm writing this. It just feels like it's happening. Yeah. And that sometimes happens with Mary Hell when I get a good idea. Like I just kind of, you just kind of inhabit it. Like you have to do that when you're writing characters. You have to inhabit them. Yeah, yeah. Really. It, uh, it's like some of the characters are easier to write than others. Like Hester is insanely easy for me to write because I really like her. <laughs> right, yeah. I, I really like her characterization, so I just think, like, I know exactly how she would react to this, this, or this. It's the same with Liz, because she's quite a strong character. Like, it's really easy to, to know what she would do when faced with stuff. Like, Mary is probably the most difficult, because weirdly enough, as the title character, I feel like she's probably the least, like, interesting at the moment. Um, and I'm trying to work on that, but, uh,. I don't know. I don't know what the process is. There isn't really a process. It's just whenever I have time, I just bash a comic out. Okay. And coming up, coming up with a comic idea is really not that hard for me. Uh, sometimes it can be a struggle because I just don't have time, but I, I always somehow do it. Like the one I did today, the one that I put on your Discord yesterday, I did in like an hour because I, I ran out of time and I just had to do whatever. And like, there's a drawing of Liz in a in a car that is quite bad. Oh but, yeah, yeah. Our... But but the the problem is it's done. That's more important to me. I get you. Yeah, and I'd had to trace that because I don't know how to draw cars, and I was quite proud of the fact that it wasn't that it was as good as it was, which is not good. It was. I I I, I thought it was fine. It, it gets the job done. That, that's the thing. And I hate saying that because it makes it sound like I don't care about the comic. I genuinely do, but what I care about the most is getting the comic done. I think that's more important than making it perfect. Mm. So that, I guess that's my process: is think of a joke, make sure it's fucking legible. Yeah, and it's like you, you have a limited amount of time to to bust bust these things out. So, well, this yeah. is the crazy. This is the thing, right? I'm not bragging. This isn't bragging. Okay, I'm doing my nine five. I'm doing that Monday to Friday. Yeah, that's busy. I've got four like reviews to do at the moment and that's uh, it doesn't sound like a lot but it means i've got to play those games and that sounds oh no how hard i've got to play some video games but if they're not interesting like it is pretty difficult to play them right um i've got to review those i've got to do an interview on thursday i've got to do a panel on thursday because i got invited to this penny arcade expo thing mm. uh like as part of retronauts i've got i just got I've been interviewing for a job, and I just got to the second phase of that. I've got to sit down and do that at some point. And I've got to do a comic every day, and I'm thinking, I'm sitting there thinking, like, something's got to fucking give here. Like, do you sleep? Uh, yeah, I do. I, I just... I said this to... I can't remember who I said this to him. I don't know if it was you, but, like, I guess the bonus for me is that I'm only happy if I'm making something. No, yeah, I, I, I know, I know what you mean. Yeah, I'm either making something or I'm kind of learning something that will inform later things. I guess. Sure. Like doing this counts, I think, as making something because the Delcast is funny. I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, I've been literally going on about myself like a massive. No, wine. no, I, I asked. I wanted to hear. Yeah, but no, there, there really, there isn't really a process. Even if I have plenty of time, I'll usually while it away doing somewhat something. It really depends. Like. With Mary Hell, I want to get it. Now that I've gone over 400, I really, really, really want to get the fucking thing back on track. And mm. I'm going to. I'm going to do it. So, uh, God knows how. I keep saying, I think I said back at 200, I'm going to start planning this. I'm going to start writing a plan for this. But I never have. I have never written a plan for it. I just do it by the skin of my teeth. I never write scripts. I just fucking draw it. And then I think, what will they say? And right. it, I, I don't know. know. I, have n- I have no fucking plan for anything. Ever. It all just falls out of my asshole. Sure, sure. 
So I, I, mean, I, I can't, yeah. Sometimes you don't need a plan. Uh, other times it's, it comes in handy, for mm. sure. Um, my uh, It Hurts comics, when I wrote those, uh, like they were kind of improv. Like I would write and draw those kind of improvised strip to yeah. strip with a, like sort of a backbone of a story kind of looming in the background just so you know i would know in my head okay some point pasquale has got to get here you know blah 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 so i think that depending on what you want to do with mary hell yeah um uh having a plan could come in handy but if if you want to just if it's just you know i I, if you just want to do like goofy goofs um, yeah. then, that, you know, there's nothing wrong with just, uh, improvising. So. I, I mean, when I did the football team storyline, I thought of that because I thought of the punchline about a year before I did it. Whoa. Not a year, like many months. Um, nice. cause I thought of the idea of Liz going up to sing for some function and yeah, ended yeah. up singing the fucking Only Fools and Horses theme song because it's the only <laughs> song she knows. <laughs> um, and I thought I need to find a way to work this into something because this this idea, this comic joke, this concept is funny to me. Yeah. And then I thought, okay, we've established Kemal has some kind of level of authority over Dan. He should ask Dan to do this because Dan has a past in music, uh, so he might know some singers. It is a bit of a reach that part, but it works. So then he doesn't know any. He can't find any singers. Mary won't do it because of her shyness, like anxiety. So he hears Liz singing. He's like, "Shit, it's got to be Liz." But then at the same time, you have this whole thing with Hester kicking her bully in the fanny, mm-hmm. uh, the UK fanny, the the kind right now. Yeah. Um, and I was thinking, like, okay, so if they're at this football game and that they date, Bug Burger goes to cater for the football game then her bully could turn up because she likes football. It makes sense for her to be there. And then you've got Mary, who is... Her entire arc in that whole story is that she needs to take a massive dump, which is, like, you know, kind of lame, but it it works. Um, And then, of course, her doing that results in the bully sort of slipping in it by accident and KOing themselves. And then you get one of my favourite jokes, which is... And I'm begging myself up, and I apologise. I don't mean it that way, but I just really find it funny that Hester says... Saved by the world's biggest dog. It's just a really gross joke that I find quite funny, um, and that that really came together. That really worked well, and people really liked it. But then this, I was trying to recreate that a bit with this whole kind of holiday thing and the cutting with other stuff. But it's just kind of the same because I've already done Hester hanging out with Liz. I've already done it, and just doing it a second time with really not that much different hasn't really. I mean, there've been some fun comics come out of it, but there hasn't been much in the way of like consistency. You know what I mean? It's just kind of the same kind of thing. Uh, so I need—I want to find like a, an, a strong arc, like a strong angle I can work with that involves everyone in some way. Okay. Okay. Um, I have some ideas for future stories, but I need to get this. I need to get Liz. And, sorry, I need to get Jess and Mary back from holiday. Really. Right. Uh, so I'm going to do that. I, I wanted to do the drugs storyline, but even that, I enjoyed doing it, but I feel like I rushed it a bit. Mm. I think I should have done more with that. But, uh, you know, I'm starting to wonder that, because I, I said like, I want this comic to be kind of lighthearted and not super like dramatic or anything. Mm-hmm. And that now I'm starting to wonder if maybe I've thrushed over things that could have been better explored if they did get a bit more heavy. Hmm. Um, it doesn't. It doesn't mean they don't have to be funny, but it means like maybe I shouldn't just be like, 
okay, this has happened. Oh, well, it's fine. It turned out okay. That's not really very conducive to storytelling, is it? Well, you know? I'm a firm believer that you there's a way to inject uh, funny into just about everything. Mm. Uh, or, you know, that there can be funny moments among serious things. Uh, so, I mean, I think that there's... Uh, a way there's definitely a way to explore more uh, serious or dramatic things without losing um, your ability your your ability to make people laugh and that's if that's what you want to do um, I mean I have a story coming up in the future I don't know exactly when but I've had it on the back burner because I know I want to do it okay. that is that is more dramatic and is more heavy. And I'm just, I think that'll be an interesting test as to see whether or not I can actually do jokes about it. I get what you mean. I mean, the whole the whole point of Mary Hell for me was just like, I've never done anything with any kind of continuity or really with truly original. I say truly original. I, I don't think my characters are like super unique. I just mean that other comics I've made in the past have had characters that are beholden to friends of mine, for example. Like, they're not necessarily my characters. Oh, um, but this, okay. these, these these characters are are all my characters. Gotcha. They're, they're, gotcha. They're basically, apart from obviously in crossovers, you know, obviously I don't need to say that. Sure. So, but I also was thinking like, I want to do a comic that's not about just being crude. It's not like overfiend comics. It's not just, you know, blood violence, people saying fuck. It's not just like, I, I want it to be about women. I want it to be about, you know, not just dudes doing dude stuff. Okay. I do, and also maybe include some characters who weren't just white. That that was also an intent, my intention. So, uh, and you know, people say like, "Oh, it's just tokenism if you do it that way." And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah it is a bit." So fuck, who cares? Like, what? Why? That, what's not really? A, why does it matter? If I didn't say, "Okay, this character is going to be," you know, uh, Jamaican, then otherwise it wouldn't happen. It's just, it's just one, I'm just making a decision. It doesn't, there's no way to organically <laughs> do that. So I don't really understand the complaint. I'm being a bit defensive, I suppose. But uh, yeah, uh, Mary Hell. Um, it's a comic that kind of sucks, but you should still read it. <laughs> I, I enjoy Mary Hell very much. Makes mm. me laugh. It's, as I as I always say, it's a never-ending work in progress. I just see it as a constant learning experience, and I, I do enjoy making it, and I've got to make one tonight, and I'm looking forward to that too. Yay! Yeah, I reward I, myself. i got to do the comic, and if I finish the comic, I get time to play video games. That's that's my reward for finishing the comic. I'm going to play on the go. Dreamcast. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah, um, I completely understand the um, desire to, to want to go from being like super goofy crude to you know uh something more with something more and I, i'm using this word loosely but substantial like not to say that crude isn't art you know because i think no, that of course not. there's yeah. being if you do crude and funny the right way i think humor is you know art but um i guess something different and something more serious, yeah. something more dramatic. I used to do this comic called, uh, Eric, the juice man. And, uh, it's, uh, I, I'm very fond of it's, uh, a, a lot of it's like funny moments, but I, um, did this 
Yeah. I anyway. How do I put it? Um it took me a little while to learn how to uh properly infuse serious and 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 drama within comedy cuz I I I love both. I love yeah. funny and I love um making people feel things. Yeah. And it took me years, and also I have to give a lot of credit to my buddy Yosef, who um, helped develop It Hurts. Um, Like him and I would just like talk on the phone for fucking hours, and before I even started drawing It Hurts, we would be like, oh, what if this happens? Oh, what if there's an apocalypse? Oh, what if this? What if that? And that sort of became the skeleton for it hurts and anyway i bring him up because uh he was always the he he's an actual writer like legit writer writer and oh really he, yeah i did not like, know that but that, that explains a lot yeah he helped me like kind of figure out uh how to like have them have the the funny and have the serious sort of side by side and we we came up with like a bunch of different like rules and sort of things that anyway i don't it's what i'm trying to say is that it, it's uh i i understand the very much the wanting to be more serious and the work in progress thing and yeah. it's because it, it is a lot of work to try to it takes a lot of like repetition and you know learning from like you, you know looking back on things and be like oh maybe i shouldn't have done this uh, maybe i'll do this in the future and uh you know it takes time takes practice blah 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 i mean the thing i need to bear in mind because i need to remind myself of this and again i don't want to sound arrogant but the comic is doing better than I think it is. I need to remember that because, you know, considering what it is and what it sort of demands, which is, which sounds like a silly thing way of putting it, but I mean, like, just to go to someone like, hey, here's this thing I drew and wrote, uh, you know, look at this. Yeah. It's getting decent sort of response. Like, the numbers are gradually kind of going up. And, you know, it's getting things... It's starting to get things like fan art now. Yeah. Uh, I've seen, like... I, I did a... I used to post it on 4chan, and I did a sort of admittedly vanity search to see if anyone had talked about it since I stopped posting it. Sure. And I found this art of it on there that someone had done... Which I feel may have been slightly fetishy art, <laughs> but at the same time, I was kind of like mind blown by it. It was like this thing I draw. I don't know who this person is because most of the people who have drawn Mary Hell stuff, I do have some connection to them somehow. Right. Uh, but this is some rando who has seen this comic and has obviously liked it enough to draw this, even though. I haven't been posting it on 4chan for many years because I disgustedly gave up going on that stupid fucking website. Um, yeah, there's very there's something very uh, I don't know. It's very touching to to, to find. Yeah, yeah. I'm I mean, very I've, happy I've for a, you. I've had I've had a few people like go. Th- I mean, what, one thing that's been interesting to me has been like via um, 
like there are people who have come to find Mary Hell because of uh, because of you because of please forgive me because of it hurts because of that kind of connection there and there are people I know who have read it hurts and please forgive me because of Mary Hell uh, yeah. Because of that, can I? Or because, or because of the Dill cast, I suppose, right. or because of the, the because of the guest comics that you did recently, right, right. And that kind of, it's just nice to feel like this this sort of web comic, almost kind of community in a microcosm, is kind of helping itself, like helping each other out a bit. Yeah, I don't yeah, know for sure. I mean, I, not that I'm saying like. It need, you need it, obviously. I don't mean it like that, but I just mean it's been interesting to it's, see uh, synergistic. Yeah, and, synergy. Uh, That's the sort of thing the pointy-haired boss from Dilbert would say. <laughs> <laughs> and this, we bring it full circle. No, um, Yeah, this is a new segment for the podcast, which is just comic makers chat. Like, yeah, chatting about good, making good comics. Segment. It's a good segment. I like it. Um, and because there hasn't been a Rick and Morty episode, it's covered up that gap Oh, there, nice. was there no episode this week? No, there's a check. big. There's a September the ninth. They're doing like it's a long wait, but it's it's a one hour finale. It's like a two part finale. Oh wow! I'm really excited. That should be interesting. Yeah, I mean, I've hardly been. I mean, that's all I'm watching at the moment. I think that's that's new. That's coming sort of first aired, I suppose. Yeah, I've been looking for stuff to watch while I draw. It's hard did because you, I did you I, decide? I, to, oh no, I have been watching Simpsons. I forgot about that. Oh, the Simpsons! I forgot that show existed. No, well, I, I've been wanting to um, find something to watch that I can yeah. kind of have on in the background, sort of half pay attention to. And what I've been, I started watching the other day is Columbo. <laughs> hey, I love Columbo. Yeah, yeah. This is the very first time I actually watched the show. And I remember my my parents used to watch it. And mm. when I was a little, little kid, all I wanted to watch was cartoons. And since he wasn't a cartoon, he I was like, fuck himself. I was like, what's the, what's this shit? Although that's not true. Cause I would watch uh, Star Trek next generation. So yeah, but that's space. It's space. I would watch space things and cartoons. Yeah. I would, I just watched, um, cartoons and power Rangers until I grew up power Rangers. I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, Power Rangers. That was a good one. Well, Power Rangers at one point in your childhood is literally the best thing that could conceivably ever exist. <laughs> and then at one one day, I just randomly was like, wait a minute, fuck this. This is stupid. <laughs> yeah, it, it kept going on and on, and I was just like, okay, they got new outfits again, and they got, okay, all right. Yeah. I now think this I gave guy up, is part of I the gave up. A, I gave up before they even got to, like, Turbo, I think. I just stopped. Ay, ay, ay. Shut the fuck up, Alpha. One of my earliest, genuine earliest memories is when the episode where Tommy leaves quite early oh, on. Tommy. And I remember I remember actually crying and my mom like, why are you crying? And I lied. I was like, oh, I saw something, like, I thought it was something really sad. Oh. And I'm, I'm not going to say, I'm crying because the White Ranger's gone. I'm crying because I fell down the stairs and my dick exploded. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm crying because I got molested. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what <laughs> happened. I got molested. Right. My eye, my little eyes darting back and forth. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, no, no. Um, I think we should pick this up because um, we're, we're, this is the longest episode ever now. Um, yeah. I think we should wrap this up and we should pick up this chat next time on the next Dillcast. All right. Because I want to go and make some curry and eat it. I want to go make some... Uh, I'm going to be making quesadillas. Oh, shit. Yeah, baby. And uh, 
How do you make the, how do you fold them without just making a massive fuck up of it? Because I always put too much shit in there. I think I should put less shit in there. That's my own question. Yeah, there you go. Put less shit in mm. it. Mm. That's pretty much it. Um, I use a little panini maker to heat. Well, la di da. I got a panini maker. La di doody da di day. With your bourgeoisie, with your panini maker. Whoa. It, it, was, it was a hand-me-down, and, but it's one of the best things that I own. No, I'm, I, I would do terrible things for a panini maker. I'll suck your dick. No. Um. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, if you I, want to talk you, about completely movie, pointless... Have you seen the movie Mandy? No, with Nicolas Cage, right? Yeah, it's... Uh, no, I haven't seen it. I've heard of it, though. It's really good. It's really good. I don't know oh, what just Mandy, reminded me of that. You came and you gave and me a taking. turkey. Oh no, that's my, oh Margie, you came yeah. and you gave me <laughs> you a found turkey. me a turkey on my vacation away from worky. Oh Marge, shut up, Marge. Hey, shut up, Marge. Shut the fuck up, <laughs> Marge. Suck my dumb dick. <laughs> Marge, I still suck, suck my dumb dick from you. It's very Marge. Funny. How dare you say my dick is stupid? <laughs> hey, Marge, I'm sorry about my small penis. Hey, Homer, what are you guys talking about? Shut up, Bart, you stupid <laughs> son of a bitch. Homer. Get out of here. Get out of my house, Bart. You're not welcome here anymore. I don't like my son. <laughs> <laughs> I like to you know, Marge, <laughs> when I'm You know, when I'm strangling Bart, I genuinely intend to kill him. I mean, no, Homer. Mm. <laughs> Homer, Dad. are you killing? Are you murdering my son, Homer? Mm. Dad, you know I don't agree with how you're roasting that pig. Right, shut the fuck up, Lisa. <laughs> shut up. Nobody cares about you, Lisa. I dream well, nightly of your death. <laughs> go outside and grow a fucking carrot. Mar- Homer, Lisa died in her sleep. Woohoo! No more Lisa. No, I now have we've no got to children. pay for the funeral. I don't oh. have no children. <laughs> I gotta pay for the funeral. Oh shit, Maggie's still alive. <laughs> and not for long. Stamps on Maggie. No, oh, got, got a bit heavy. Got a bit heavy. I I didn't stomp on her. I slipped on a <laughs> banana peel and. Oh, this is getting dark. I like Maggie. I don't want Homer to kill her. I'll just neglect her and then she'll starve. <laughs> oh. I don't have no children. I don't have no children. Uh. Yeah, this is uh, Simpsons. Simpsons you know what? That's still more entertaining than the Simpsons episodes I've been watching. Yeah. When, been... Whenever I make, whenever I make Mary Hell, I put, I have like half. I only have one monitor. I want, I sort of want to get another monitor so I can do two monitor thing. But uh, half the screen is Clip Studio and the other half is Disney Plus with Simpsons running because it's so boring and shit that it basically just passes the time so I can concentrate on uh, on drawing while I have new Simpsons on in the background because I really feel like I need to see all of it. Like, mm. it's a real... Mr. I was Burns? Like a... Mr. Burns, it's me, Smithers. 
Yes, Smithers. Hello, Smithers. Hello, Smithers. Oh. And, yeah. Would you I like to? Would you like to stick your tongue up my asshole? Oh, very much, sir. <laughs> Shut up, excellent. Smithers. Ex- excellent. Keep it down over there, Smithers. You're sticking <laughs> it. Your, your, your tongue up his ass is too loud. I'm trying to sleep. Oh, Marge, I can't sleep because of Mr. Burns' orgasmic moaning. Oh, oh. Smithers. Don't. <laughs> oh. Marge, I'm going to stick my tongue up your asshole. Oh. That's my asshole, Simpson. Don't. <laughs> it just lets out a little dough. <laughs> oh, fuck. This is so dumb. I love it. That makes me so happy being dumb. Okay, right, I'm okay. so happy. Two of our children are dead, and I got to stick my tongue up my boss's ass. <laughs> Two of our children are dead, and I'm working on the third one. By neglect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the most painful way to die. Woohoo! Alrighty. Uh, Anyway, Stuart, would you like to plug your comic or yeah? Now that we've now that we've alienated every living human being on the planet with our deeply troubled sense of humor. Sure. Yeah. um, Yeah. Okay. uh, Mary Hell. I've already talked about that extensively to the point that everyone's like, shut the fuck up. Uh, MaryHellComic.com. Retronauts.com, uh, other podcasts, The Canon Studio Show, Our Sylvania, Animani Chat, which is back soon, by the way. Um, God, what else? Uh, Retro Gamer Magazine, sometimes, uh, coming soon, something for Penny Arcade Expo, uh, all sorts. Just, I do everything. At Stupacabra at Twitter. Uh, I'm so busy. God, Jesus Christ, please give me a break. Uh, go. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Gobolatula. That's G-O-B-O-L-A-T-U-L-A. Um, my com- my current comic is called Please Forgive Me, uh, which is currently on break while I draw more stuff for you guys to read. And it takes me forever. Apologies. Thank you for your patience. Uh, my site is PLZ number four g-i-v-e dot m-e so it's like pulls for give dot me my other comic is it hurts that's it hurts comic dot com and uh that's about it baby and uh yep so i guess it's time to say the sign off thing uh go would you like to do the honors same Dilbert time, same Dilbert crime. Oh, yeah! Yeah! Woohoo! <laughs> oh, shit. Gonna take a big dump on my own ass. I'm gonna take a big dump on my own ass. I'm gonna take a big dump on my own ass. I'm gonna take a big dump on my own ass. Go!